All through the month of December here at New St. Peter's, we've been talking about the glimpses of salvation God has given to his people in prophetic births. So one week we talked of the birth of Isaac, and then the next we heard of the birth of Samuel, and then following that, the birth of John the Baptist. And this evening, on Christmas Eve, it's only fitting for us to talk about the birth that he had set his own heart on from eternity. But it's not the birth that you're thinking of. At least in its billing, Christmas is supposed to be a season of joy and celebration. And then just like we do with everything else in our lives, we turn it into a season of anxiety and stress. So we ask one another questions like, Do you have all your Christmas shopping done? That's a cruel, mean-spirited question. (laughs) And then there's a question that none of us has the heart to ask. But it's in the heart of every one of us. And we wonder, will my loved one like the gift I have to give? I remember a particularly disappointing Christmas. I was in high school at the time. I played bass guitar. I was in a band. In spite of what you think of me now, I was cool. (laughs) And on that Christmas, I got an amp, an amplifier to play my bass through. To this point, I had been borrowing amplifiers from friends. It was a great gift. It was deliberate, very personal. It had me specifically in mind. But it wasn't what I wanted. And I was too immature to appreciate that gift. I look back now and wonder at that missed gift. But that's what we're all afraid of. And it's always been a part of what Christmas is. And no one knows what it is to give a wondrous missed gift like God himself. So the story goes like this. Mary the Virgin is visited by the angel and she's told that she will give birth to the Messiah. And the child is born in Bethlehem during the registry and laid in a manger. And a star hangs over the child as a sign that this one will be God's salvation for God's people. And angels fill the sky singing royal hymns to this newborn king. And shepherds come And find the one who will shepherd God's people. And Luke says of all of this, in the first chapter of his gospel, in verse 19, Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. So here's what Christians in our time do with that. We say to ourselves, it must have been amazing. No one could ever have felt closer to God's heart closer to God's love, closer to His mercy and His salvation than Mary. And apparently, 
there were a fair number of people in Jesus' own day who felt the same. Because if you fast forward in Luke's gospel to chapter 11, there's a strange story waiting for us there. The holy child is fully grown, and now he's teaching crowds of people wherever he goes. And Luke tells the event this way. A woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to Jesus, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that nursed you. But Jesus said to her, No. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So did you follow all that? The woman says to Jesus, Who is more blessed than Mary? And Jesus says to her, you are, if you hear the word of God and believe it. And Jesus is saying, the event of my birth is not a sentimental story, it's a life-changing story. So the gospel is this, God didn't merely want to do great things in Mary, according to Jesus, he wants to do greater things in you. And Mary isn't the only blessed one. And according to Jesus, she's not even the most blessed one. According to Jesus, your blessing is more than hers. And the word of God that filled Mary's womb is meant to fill your soul and every part of your life and every part of your being, and every part of your existence. According to Jesus, God wants to speak into your heart the mysterious word that He has chosen to love you even though you would never choose this love for yourself. And so He draws you near by speaking into you amazed faith. According to Jesus, God wants to speak His word of purification into your heart through Jesus, pleading and dying for your forgiveness on the cross. And in His dying, He stops short in you every toxic, every destructive, every false word that runs through your veins and spills out and finds life in speech and in practice, and in action. According to Jesus, God wants to speak into you light out of darkness, and warmth out of frigid coldness, and life out of death, and fullness in place of nothingness, and songs of praise and faith out of static and noise and dead silence. He even wants to speak into you his own heart in place of yours that can't even drum up a lively beat on its own. And it all comes through his word. The word of his spoken desires and mysteries spoken from eternity and now made alive and dangerous and tender in the cells and the bones, and the movements, and the electrochemical responses of Jesus' body. 
The hard-to-believe Word of God is made believable in the body of Jesus. And Jesus says to us the unthinkable in Luke's Gospel. It's not His own birth He's interested in. It's yours. The birth God was eager for from before the dawn of time was not the birth of Jesus. It was your birth. More than His birth as the Word was a blessing to Mary, your birth in the Word is a blessing to God. So, do you know why we feel dead inside and heavy and cold and wooden so often? And do you know why we're so afraid and so confused so much of the time? Why we're so bullish and sharply opinionated and rigidly adamant over nothing? And do you know why our advice and our counsel and our encouragement to each other isn't worth the breath it sails out on? Or why we're sad and mournful with no explanation Why we find forgiveness so hard to believe in and the only thing we can think to do is cover and hide our sin with every form of defensiveness. Why we make such a muddled mess of everything but we still insist on calling ourselves wise even though we don't really believe it ourselves. Do you know why we don't feel loved by God held close to Him, but rather we feel far distant, or why we don't feel we know Him. He seems a stranger to us, or why we're disappointed with Him and with ourselves and with others, or why we're so confused over our world, how to think about it, how to live in it, how to love it. And what Jesus says to us here. It's because we're not hearing the Word of God and keeping it as if it were our pulse and our respiration and our nervous system and our muscle reflex. But the great gift of God to you more than a baby in your arms is you in His arms through His Word. That's what Jesus says, if you can believe it. What Jesus says in the Gospel is, Merry Christmas, you've been given more than Mary. You have more than Mary. The greater birth is His Word, which is all His love and all His goodness and all His purification and all His pleasure alive in you who hear and believe You are made alive just by hearing and believing. And what greater gift does God give to Himself? He doesn't leave Himself out of this, you know. He finally has for Himself the gift He has always longed for. What greater gift does God give to Himself? You. Reborn. Merry Christmas. Amen.